Thank you so much for joining us today for our LifePoint podcast. At LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and with God, anything's possible. Hope you enjoy. Well, come on, LifePoint Church. Who's excited to be in the house of God on a Sunday morning? Man, you guys look good today. Thank you for being in this room. We've got some people that are watching out in the lawn. You guys rock, as well as all of you who are joining with us online. Whoever's in the house, can we give it up for those on the lawn and out and online? We love you guys, and we are one church no matter how you tune in. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here with us. Hey, now this is an important month, and it would be remiss if we didn't today honor our senior and founding pastors and their family, Daniel, Danny and Rachel Rivers. It is Pastor Appreciation Day. Go, can you guys just go ahead and stand up right where you are? Can we show them some love? You guys can go ahead and sit down. Thank you guys. I think I speak on behalf of all of us and we say thank you so much for your leadership and for helping this place feel like home. So many of us call this place home because of y'all's unique personalities in this church, so thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for that. Uh, if you would like to do anything for them, please, you can let any of the staff know or just go ahead and take care of them directly, but thank you guys so much for just honoring our pastors. Now, today, we are in a new series that we kicked off last week called All In. Let me just say that together, All In. God, you guys are smart. We're looking at four different qualities of Christ, and we're looking at how he actually calls us whenever we choose to follow him to represent these ourselves, that, that when we look to follow Jesus, that he's actually invited us into his family, that we're actually invaluable to God's work, that we are actually influential when it comes to sharing God's glory, and that we have been called to be invested in God's church, and that when it comes to all these areas, he's actually calling us to go all in, to be behind it with everything that we have, heart, mind, and soul. And so Pastor Danny started us off last week with what it looks like to be invited to follow Jesus, to be invited to, follow, to be a part of God's family. And if you missed that, please do yourself a favor, go back and check it out. It was an incredible message, and no matter where you find yourself in your spiritual journey, it can impact you. But this week, we're going to be looking at what it looks like to be invaluable to God's work. And let me just be clear when I say um, invaluable, I do not mean not valuable. Invaluable actually means just the opposite. It is to be uniquely valuable to God, to be something that is priceless, beyond estimation. And so of all of the ends that it comes to that Jesus calls us to, I actually believe that this one is both the simplest one and the hardest one for us to believe. Because here's the truth. We inappropriately relate value, worth, significance to what we do, to how much we make, to the notoriety of our names in the companies that we're in, on, on our platforms that we share, the, the lengthy list of followers that we have, how many shares are on our feed, or how many likes are on the gram. And the honest, the honest truth is we know that that's not true, but at the same time, it's, it's actually so entrenched in our culture that we can't seem to escape it. And what's so interesting is culture has actually created this narrative where it's constantly calling us to compete and compare ourselves with our neighbors and even ourselves. And so we find our lives kind of being this constant ladder that we're climbing in steps of achievement, that we have to go from one big thing to the next big thing, from one achievement to the next achievement, constantly moving, leaving so many of us tired, 
worn out, hopeless, constantly striving, always moving, never satisfied, trying to cover the holes of discomfort and discontentment that are in our lives with moments and with materials and with stuff that just decays, stuff that covers the hole but doesn't heal the heart. And logically, like, come on, you know you have intrinsic value. You know that you have worth. You know people matter, but emotionally, we struggle because we evaluate our value based on our experience and engagement with the world around us. And we're just going to be real honest today because we go through these seasons or these moments that happen in our lives where we feel and recognize our own insignificance. Ever had one of those moments? Like a couple years ago, I got to take a trip to Romania during the summer. And if you haven't been to Romania before, it's like, I wouldn't have expected it to be like one of those amazing destinations, but it's beautiful. There's tons of hills. If you like history, it's like drenched with history. And if you love ice cream, do I got any ice cream lovers in the house? Come on. You, you are my people. I love you all. Ice cream is like in every town square. And it's like an incredible experience. And one of the things that we love, that I love being able to do, is actually look at castles. And they have so many different castles all throughout Romania. And one of the ones that, uh, in particular, that kind of just stuck out to me was the summer villa for the Romanian royalty called Castle Pelesh, if I'm not mistaken. And I got some pictures I just want to show you guys. Now, I know this is hard to tell, but this is all woodwork (laughs) that's been done Like when you walk into this lobby, you're talking about these massive steps that like just go up for forever that opens up to this this atrium where there's light coming in and all that woodwork that's there. And then this is called, this is like the throne room. Like imagine having a seat like that in your house. Every dude's dream. It's just, it's probably not as comfortable as the lazy boys, I'm not gonna lie. But it looks great, like it looks beautiful. And then we walk through some hallways and some other rooms and they've got like weapons on the wall. Like that's every young dude's dream. Like I just want to grab a sword, go to war, whatever. And it looks beautiful and it looks amazing in these chandeliers. And then, and then they can take a stroll outside anytime they wanted to, to these amazing gardens. This was like one section out in this massive countryside. And it was just so amazing and incredible and beautiful. And The funny part is, is here I am standing surrounded by all of this beauty and legacy and history, and all I could think about was, man, Andrew, you suck, bro. You ever had that moment where it's like, what's around you, you're comparing yourself to it, and you're seeing, man, I am such a blimp in in the vastness of the world. Like, how how can what I do, who I am, matter It's one of those moments where I was stripped bare emotionally to the insecurities that lay deep, deep, deep in my heart, my mind, and my soul. And this happens to us on occasion, where we feel that our part, our voice, our skills, whatever it is that we have to bring to the table, just isn't enough. That we, that we aren't enough Talented enough, important enough, smart enough, spiritual enough. Like you name it, we lack it. And that's the biggest lie that we could ever believe. That if we weren't here, it wouldn't matter. That whatever we have to bring to the table isn't important enough to to, to change the world or to what God is doing. 
And we've let these superficial systems, these wrong relationships, these poor perspectives decide for us who we are and how much we're worth. (laughs) And we miss out on the reality of our worth because we've overestimated our capacity to provide value to the soul and underestimated the, the reality that we are children of God and that he has provision for us. We're invaluable because of whose we are, and we're invaluable because he's called us to play a part in his story. And the depth of this soul sickness is so deep because it's hard to see what health looks like when sickness is the standard in the world around us. And so my prayer, my prayer for us today is that God would just help open our eyes to see that he has created us, equipped us, made us for more. You aren't just invaluable because of who you are. You are also invaluable because you were created on purpose, for a purpose. You were created to make a difference in God's church, individually, as God's church, corporately. And so I want to share with us today a metaphor that the Apostle Paul uses to the church in Corinth. And Corinth was kind of like, like if you ever had a bad child, I was probably that bad child for, in my family, the child that kind of like, you know, you want to kind of just pull your hair out and you're like, my God, if it wasn't horrible, I would just put you up for adoption. <laughs> like, I don't, really, I don't want to deal with this mess anymore. Corinth was that kind of church to Paul. Like, there were some deep problems in this church, some serious division, some sexual immoralities, social and spiritual dilemmas. Like, it was a group of people that they didn't have noble birthrights. They, they, a lot of them were slaves, uneducated. And so you can imagine the kind of insecurities they must have faced, like we face whenever we feel that the cards are stacked against us. And so Paul is going to compare them to the human body to help bring an important point to mind. And this is where we're starting in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. And this is what it says. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Now, how useful, this is what he's trying to say, how useful would the eyes be without the head? How useful would the head be without the body? How useful would the body be without the heart or the heart without the lungs? He's trying to make a very clear and obvious point here in this passage. He's trying to say together, right, each part functions to help the body live. They're intended to function individually for the benefit of the entire body. Like, think about it like this. Let's make it super simple, right? Like, everybody just look at your hand for a moment. You know, you're, you, usually a lot of you are going to have, if you're a lady, you're going to have some beautiful hands. If you're dudes, hopefully they're a little gruffed up, you know? But here's the deal, right? We, we have a name for each one of these fingers, right? You've got the pinky finger, you, you, you've got your ring finger, you've got your middle finger, which is some of y'all's favorite finger. We need to pray for you. You've got your, <laughs> your index finger, and you've got your, your thumb. Right now, each one has a name, but what's interesting is I can't really pick up a hammer with my pinky. <laughs> but I can pick up a hammer when I use my hand to pick it up. And what's interesting is that when I use my hand, right, the fingers, while each of them individually has a name, together their identity changes and they become the hand, right? New purpose with new possibilities. Individually, they play a part. Together, they perform a purpose. That's good. 
Now, now, wait a minute, Andrew. <laughs> I thought we were talking about my uniqueness. Like, what does that have to do with others? What do I have to do with others? Like, doesn't that take away from my individuality? Doesn't that take away from my uniqueness? That's the point. No. No, it doesn't. Each piece is invaluable, but it was intended to work together. And when they do, something special begins to happen, and this is huge when it comes to the kingdom of God, and it's huge for us today. You see, because culture pushes us into the narrative of individualism. While God says, no, 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 the, you actually are supposed to be in the narrative of community. Culture says, I want you to invest in yourself. And God says, no, I want you to invest in others. Culture says, I want you to consider your interests first. And God says, no, no, I want you to consider other, in, others' interests above your own. <laughs> Culture says, compare and compete. God says, come together and collaborate. Individualism isolates me from we. And apart from we, me feels small. It's poor grammar, but you'll remember. Each of us is a part to play a part for the purpose of the body and to bring life to the world around us. You guys aren't hearing me today. Every part of the body matters. And this is what Paul is leading us into. He continues in 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 17. He says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that make it any less part of the body? Obvious answer, no. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? No. Paul's trying to draw us to the obvious conclusion. It's like he's reading our mind, but in reality, it's God speaking through him to talk to our hearts. God's saying, look, I know. I know how you feel. I know that the struggle that you're working through, you feel like you're not enough, that you can't make a difference, that what you have to bring to the table is insignificant, that you're not smart enough, spiritual enough, special enough, educated enough, that you don't have life together enough. But you have to hear me today, your part matters. And this is such a genius metaphor because think about it. Like if you're the ear and you're getting jealous of the eye because let's be honest, eyes get a lot of attention, right? Like no one has ever said, let's have an ear-to-ear -ear conversation. No one's ever seen the movie, the 007 movie, for your ears only. That really? Bunch of, it, is, it is an older flick, so whoever chuckled is, you know... Just kidding. All right, it's, you've never heard ear is in, her beauty is in the ear of the beholder. Like if, if somebody's checking out your ears that deeply, you just need to run away. Like you've never heard, you've got bedroom ears, got stars in my ears, you're the apple of my ear. No, none of that works. It sounds horrible. And so the ear could easily say, man, I must not be that important. But if the ear said it and there was no ear, there would be no ear to hear it. Every part of the body matters. And in fact, we sometimes we're like, well, yeah, but I, it's, I feel insignificant or weak. And Paul's like, hold on, before you even go there, let me just go ahead and tell you what God is trying to speak to your life. Because Paul continues, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest 
and least important are actually the most necessary. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Let me just make, bring this home in a way that's super practical, right? Like, I want you to think about our eyebrows, okay? Because here's the truth. We don't always think about them, but boy, do we know when they're missing, <laughs> right? Let me show you just two pictures here. Emma Watson, come on, man. We know they're not, we're not there. All right, now let's check out one more, because you can't make fun of one person. You got to make fun of two, always. Justin Bieber, the Biebs. He would not be attractive without eyebrows. Thank God for his eyebrows. Now what's so incredible is behavioral neuroscientists have actually found that people are, easy, are more readily identifiable on their eyebrows than they are their eyes. Like, think about that. Like, I could put up a bunch of pictures here of people's eyes. You wouldn't know who's who. But if I put up their eyebrows, different story. You see, eyebrows are unique. They seem insignificant, but they actually communicate emotion and identity. Who would have thought? The eye hole or the eyelid hole. You know that little thing that's on both sides where you cry out of? When your heart got broken or you were super happy because, you know, you got a dog because nobody wants cats. Everybody wants dogs. God bless dogs. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tears are super important, though. The eyelid, the eyelid holes actually allow you to clean out your eyes. It takes away the debris and the junk that gets in there. Like whenever you get dirt in your eye or like a rock gets in, like it, your eyes get watery and it starts to push it out. That's an important function, one that you don't think about until you absolutely need it. Then there's the, the uvula, the little thing that sits in the back of your throat. Like, I don't know if you realize this, but it actually secretes enough saliva to fill up two full swimming pools in your lifetime. That's disgusting, yes. <laughs> the gifts that you have, the talents that you bring to the table, your connection to this local church, it's not by accident. You need to hear me this morning. You, I know that you feel like your part might be invisible, that, you get, that you, the gift that you have to bring to the table might be insignificant just because it's behind the scenes or it's not something that's big and, 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 and grand and it doesn't feel important. But I'm promising you, it is your part matters. Like I'm a pastor and a lot of you would probably suspect that I love to pray. And prayer is super important, and I do pray. But I'm not like on my knees 24-7 praying. I don't just like live to pray. Like there are some people who just love prayer. And the truth is you probably wouldn't want me to pray for you because my prayers are like super direct. Like, God, if they're messing up, just drop asteroid from the sky, fire and brimstone. Like you don't want my prayer. You want somebody who, who can reach the throne of God in a way that is gonna, it's, it's gonna be like, God, be gentle with them. Show them your love. Show them your compassion. Show them your mercy. Like today before service even started, there was actually a group of prayer of, of people who are intercessing, praying over this service, praying that God let their ears be open, let their eyes see, let their hearts be readily available to receive your word. They're doing spiritual warfare. And, and I know that might seem weird to you, but it's happening. And they're the ones that are trying to set up this environment for us to receive his word. We need people like that. Like maybe you love finances, you love spreadsheets and like math. I hate math. But you're really good at them. 
Like, thank God, you guys probably, some of you know, Ken Williamson, thank the Lord that he comes to this church and that he loves spreadsheets because he's keeping us in order, making sure things are budgeted, making sure there's right projections. Like, I'm like, I would hate to do what you're doing if I had to do it, and I have before. I want to pull out my eye, and I almost tried, but I didn't because the eyes are beautiful. (laughs) Then there's like, maybe you just love people. Like, you just love people. Like, there's Dave Howe. And if you've never met Dave Howe, if you want somebody to, like, you know, that you want to cry on their shoulder and you want them to celebrate your ups and downs and celebrate what's going on in life, David Howe is the person you want to go to. And if you're watching online, you're like, I want to connect with him. Prayer at lifepointsa.com. Like, send the email to them. He would love to pray and connect with you because Dave just loves people. Like he's gonna get wrapped up in your world with you. Whereas you tell me, I'm gonna be like, that's nice. Can we fix the problem? (laughs) Or maybe you just love to smile. Like Kevin Grant. Kevin Grant has a smile that's contagious. (laughs) Like if I were to put his, you might not know who he is, but if I put his face up here with a smile on, you'd be like, I know who that guy is. I've seen him. People that you don't know but that I can guarantee you that their presence here and their partnership with this church is making a massive difference. Because week after week, as lives are changed, week after week, as people say yes to Jesus, as people take a next step, they're there behind the scenes like you can be behind the scenes, making sure that God's work is getting done, that you are flexing the part of the body that that he's called you to flex because what you do matters. It makes a difference. You matter. You're an invaluable piece to God's work in your local church. Like you don't know how your part, your words, your presence is going to change someone's life. Several years ago, must have been, I don't maybe six years ago, for a season I was over with North Rock Church and they're a sister church of ours. We're real close to them. And I was serving uh, Sundays on their production team. I'm talking like early in the morning, like if you've never done mobile church, you don't know what real church is. Just kidding but really it is a different animal. Like waking up in the morning, trying to get there, setting up you know, the, the truss and daisy chaining the lights and making sure that everything's connected to the computer so Sunday service is ready to go. Just showing up, I was showing up consistently and faithfully and apparently I was also inviting a young man into what I was doing. Not intentional about it because I didn't even know that I was actually making an impact on his life until several years later when his parents said, did you know that when our son applied to go to a seminary school, And they asked him, why are you interested in ministry? That he said, because you made an impact in his life and and we didn't know it either. They were shocked. They were like, you're serious? Like Andrew made a difference in your life? (laughs) Welcome to LifePoint. I'm also the student pastor. Your kids are in good hands, I promise. (laughs) What you do might be behind the scenes. It might feel invisible, but it's making a difference. It's building God's kingdom. And you might not ever know how God is using you and intersecting your life with other people and how he's trying to express his love and, and, and trying to give clarity to their future and the work that he has for their life through the interactions that you never knew were making a difference. It matters you're called, you're chosen, you're capable, you're invaluable to God's work. 
And here's the deal. Church, if you're not involved, if you're not serving, if you're not loving, if you're not connected and contributing, something that God wants done isn't happening. Someone's life is not being changed because of your lack of involvement. Like I, you're like, Andrew, I only know how to smile and wave. Then come and smile and wave. Smile with your eyes. Hold a sign. Hold open a door. Andrew, I, I, don't, I can't actually be there physically. That's okay. Engage with us online like so many of you are already doing. Comment. Help make that space a warm place where people can feel home even if they're trying to connect with us online. You're the hands and feet of LifePoint Church, the hands and feet of God. Like, you can make a choice. Andrew, I, I don't live close by. Throw a watch party. Join an online life group. Like, there's no excuse that we can't overcome. Andrew, I've, I, I've made bad decision. I, I, decisions. I, I have a, a, a past. It's checkered. And there's some good news for you today. Because at LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and that with Jesus, anything is possible. That your life, when you encounter him, isn't going to be the same. Andrew, I've had a failed marriage. I don't know if I can lead a life group. You're actually probably the right person to lead a life group because your setback is somebody set up. You can heal them and help them through the tension and the struggle that they have in their life right now. Andrew, I've, I've been addicted to drugs or pornography. You have no idea how your testimony, your story could inspire someone or bring them and help them find the freedom that you found in Christ. Andrew, I don't know enough scripture. Well, you know what? If you just know Jesus and you love people, that's enough for God to begin to work with. It's not about your ability. It's about your availability. God is saying, are you, are you gonna just give me open hands? I can work with that. You have no idea what hangs in the balance of you using your gift for God's work. You have no idea whose life is going to be changed because of your contribution. How showing up, opening a door, giving an air high five, making coffee, helping people park, running a camera, coming on this stage and setting up this environment of worship, showing up on time, showing up consistently, showing up, doing things with excellence. You have no idea how one moment, one smile can impact and change somebody's future forever. That's the work that you and I have been called to be a part of that we've been made for. You have no idea how serving in kidsmen, helping children see just by loving them and showing up and helping run their lessons can actually help kids be inspired and, and see the wonder and discovery of who God is. How helping serve alongside students, helping them sh see adults who are real, have real lives and are dealing with real issues are still finding a way to be committed to faith through the struggle. And when they come to you with their questions and their heartaches and their hangups, you can help guide and direct them because you have the wisdom that they lack and so desperately need. You have no idea how holding a door open for impressions 
can help somebody feel at home, like this is a place where they're accepted and wanted and valued. All because you smiled, said hello, and had a door open for them. You don't know how supporting the different missions that we have is changing lives. I'm as home in the Philippines, hundreds of kids being adopted, taken off the streets, giving, being provided meals and education and, and being shared the light of Jesus because of your generosity. You have no idea how week after week, how many stories we hear about people whose lives are changed because of your generosity to help us keep this building open for the community that's hurting and broken and so desperately in need of some hope. And God's saying, I can use that church. I can use those people because they're saying, God, whatever I have, I'm available to give to you. Use me. I'm an invaluable piece of what you're doing. My part matters. Church is not a building that we go to. It's a community that we are a part of. Individually, I play a part, but together we can pursue purpose. And here's the thing, this is a simple message with honestly a simple action. Like if you call this church your home church, but you don't serve, can I ask, what are you doing? God did not call you and create you to come and call this place home for you to sit in a seat and warm it. You have gifts and skills and talents and abilities that he has given you so you can exercise that to change and impact other people's lives. And maybe you're in this place and you're like, you know what, God is doing something in my heart. And maybe I can recognize that God, you want, you're calling me to action. There's more that I can contribute. There's more than I can do. I wanna pray over you guys today. Can we all just bow our heads and close our eyes? If today you're that Christian, if today you call LifePoint home, but you haven't put your gifts to work and you feel like God might be working on your heart right now saying, there's more that you can do, there's more that you can contribute. Would you just raise your hand in front of God right now? We've got hands going up everywhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. I just wanna pray over you. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, today in this place. God, some of us, God, we've been coming to LifePoint. We've called this place home, but we've yet to get in the game. We've yet to recognize, God, that you have gifted us, uniquely gifted us, uniquely created us to serve a purpose here in this local body, that we actually can make a difference and change lives. God, like you changed ours, we wanna help begin to change others. God, we have gifts and talents that we can bring to serve this body, this community, this church that will begin to change this community, to change this city, to change this nation as you continue, God, to shape the world through our actions, through our commitment, God, to you to bring what you've put in us to the table. God, help us to commit. Help us to have enough courage to take the next step. Every head is still bowed. There's also another, potentially another kind of person that's in this room. Somebody who wants that kind of community, but maybe you've never committed to following Jesus or even committed 
to a local church, you're kind of like, I don't know what this is, but I'm testing the waters. What you need to know is you were uniquely created to be in relationship with God, in relationship with others. And it starts by just accepting Jesus's invitation to be part of his family. And I know that you might have some questions and I know that you might have some, some concerns, but here's the truth. I do too. And I've been following Jesus for a long time. But when you say yes to God, God will graciously come alongside us in our journey and begin to slowly and consistently reveal himself to us in ways where we know and experience his love. It all started by taking that first step. And if that's a step that you need to take today, if you're like, you know what, God, I wanna give my life to you, I wanna give this a shot, I wanna see what you can begin to do in me, through me, and use me to contribute to work with others, would you just raise your hand? Thank you, thank you. I wanna pray over you. Heavenly Father, God, there are those in this room, God, today who are saying yes to following you for the first time. And Lord, what we're saying is, what we're believing is that you went to a cross to die for our sins. We're gonna believe in what you've done for us, the sacrifice that you've made, that you came to give us a new way, a new opportunity to experience new life with you where God is at the center of our lives. Jesus, we accept your invitation to follow you. God, we ask that you would begin to use us, direct us, guide us. Help us, Lord, to change others' lives as you begin to change ours. We hand our life to you. In your name we pray, amen. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this ministry has impacted you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, please visit lifepointsa.com slash give to make a donation. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we hope to see you soon at one of our Sunday worship experiences. God bless.